second Corinthians chapter one. going to talk about uh, God's life insurance policy. Um, the thoughts came to mind when uh, my wife Vicky was um, talking to her life insurance people and they were asking all these questions about what was wrong with us and what was wrong with her and what was wrong with the world and everything like that. And what happened was that uh, they mentioned that she had to prove that she didn't have... Um, she wasn't pregnant and didn't have diabetes or pregnancy diabetes. And I laughed and I thought, it reminded me of the story of Abraham and Sarah and uh, the promise that God made. And what I was thinking about was that they're really trying to find a way not to pay up at the time when the policy comes due. And I was just thinking about the promises that God has made for us. So we'll go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. It says, All the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us uh, with you in Christ has anointed us as God who has sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. So the earnest actually means the guarantee or the down payment of the spirit within us that come with all of these promises. And unlike some of the very big corporations on the earth, God gives 100% liability and guarantee to his promises. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, it's actually a foretaste of what's to come and who here had a really joyous infilling of the Holy Spirit yeah well that was only a foretaste of what we've got to come that was God's signature on a contract he made with us and uh, a lot of people have got contracts but it's not actually signed by God but ours is it's signed sealed and delivered uh, Luke chapter 18 get there eventually. Here we are. Luke chapter 18 and verse 28. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the sake, kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come everlasting life. So the thing about God's policy is that we can claim during our life now, and not only at the time when we uh, are changed to meet the Lord in the air. And I've often talked to people from different groups and, and they tell me that you only have to give your heart to Jesus or you, you just have to say a sinner's prayer or something like that. And I say to them, what if you've got the wrong policy? you're really not going to know until it's time to collect. And when you stand in front of the Lord, if you haven't got the right one, then you're going to miss out 
and I've said to Muslim people the same thing and um, you know you've signed up to something but you're really not going to know until the time comes and I said the good thing about what I've signed up to is that I get uh, I make claims now that are actually um, honoured by God so because of that I know that the policy works and you know when people are talking about baptism and oh it's not necessary to do this and do that the reality is you can't be too saved but you can be unsaved so you may as well do everything that the bible requires of you so that you know that it's going to work at the end even to uh, acts 19 I, I often like to baptize people again even though they've come out of different situations just to make sure that it's all done right you know so we're fulfilling our part of the bargain as far as God is concerned and most of us have signed up to different things with a lot of terms and conditions and you have to scroll through all these terms and conditions and you really don't take a lot of notice of what's in there but the people that have made them actually do take a lot of notice and they'll say oh well, it says in that clause or this clause we don't have to cover you for this and I, I made some insurance claims at my work and uh, I found out later that I wasn't covered for it and all of those things the Lord reinforces every time he answers our prayers and uh, that we're on the right track and we've got the right terms and conditions and in a way we're like a, an, a salesman and I remember I was talking to a guy earlier in my walk in uh, Georgetown when I lived there and he was an evolutionist and he said to me uh, I'm not interested I don't want to talk and 20 minutes later we were still talking and he said you're a good salesman and I said well I have a very good product and that's the reality of it we can talk and it's good when people ask us questions because then we can actually deal with what they're thinking um, Hebrews chapter 9 In Hebrews 9, verse 15, it says, For this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. For where a testament or will is, there is also the necessity of the death of the testator. For the testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it has no strength at all while the tester liveth. And it says here in verse 18, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. So when you think about it, the first contract that was given to Israel um, was promises. And a lot of the promises were afar off and that they really couldn't inherit until the time when the parent died and that was the Lord and uh, it's the same with every will it's like that with our uh, vast fortune of debt that we have to hand on to our children after they after we die and they can't get their hands on it yet while we're still here and the Bible says that the Old Testament people saw it afar off and that includes the thief on the cross and John the Baptist, all those that died in the Old Testament. Even Moses, who 
took the children of Israel through the first baptism of the Red Sea into the wilderness and gave them the law, it was uh, Joshua or Yeshua that took them into the promised land through the Jordan River baptism. And Moses stood on the mountain, saw it afar off, but couldn't inherit it. You know, so when you look at these likenesses in the scriptures, we realise how important we are and how what a great promises that we have because the Lord, the parent, died and he gave us this inheritance. Um, all right. So just to finish up in Luke chapter 23... People say to me, what about the thief on the cross or what about this and that? Well, they couldn't receive the Holy Spirit. They all died before it was available. And Jesus said of John the Baptist, of those born of woman, there's none greater, but the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So a seven-year-old spirit-filled child, in a sense, is greater than John the Baptist. Not naturally, but certainly in a spiritual sense. Um... Luke chapter 23. And because we inherit it, the scriptures say, they inherit it also. Um, Luke 23 and verse 46 says, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Commend means to commit my spirit. And when you think about that, that's the ultimate act of trust, is at the point of death that you commit your, yourself or your soul into the hands of God. And the Lord did that as an example to us. And um, it was witnessed by somebody in verse 47, more than one person, but in verse 47 it says, Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. So he got it, and he was a centurion, and uh, he wasn't of Israel. There was a lot of Israelites there that didn't get it. But to actually commend your, your soul or your being into the hands of the Lord at the point of death is the ultimate trust. And to do that, you have, you have to know what's going to happen afterwards, you know, and... Uh, I've found with people that are from different religions that they, when you talk to them, there's, there's often a doubt about what's going on after they die. They're told all the way along the policy that they have and they're reassured that they're going to be okay, but really they're not going to know until they front the Lord, you know, at the very end. And uh, we already know that, you know, we have a place. And um, I think the light's going to flash red. I, just reminded me of when I was a child, um, I got a ride with uh, one of my young friend's uh, grandfather and we were driving along in his car and uh, as we were approaching this set of lights, he goes, what colour is the lights? And we went, green. And he goes, oh, good. And he drove through. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad it wasn't flashing red, but um, I'm sure he was joking, but I never went riding with him again. <laughs>